You're listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you discover what's wrong with your business, then show you how to fix it. If you're having to be somebody that you don't want to be for any period of time, it's draining. If we're just going through the motions, we forget who we are. We forget why we started it in the first place. I think so often we start getting so focused on the overhead. How much do I need to make each month to be able to make sure I'm coming out ahead? What's my profit look like? And we start compromising with ourselves. It really gets down to this idea of what's right for you. Let's put ourselves, our priorities, what we want front and center, and then wrap life around that because that allows you to be the best version of you. Tanya Dalton, it's good to talk to you. It's good to be here. I'm excited about this. Your book, On Purpose, is coming out in October, just in a couple weeks. Congratulations. You also recently, because you know we do our recon around here, you recently took a little month break from your podcast. You just shut it down. I did. And, and you did what a lot of people are afraid to do. You got off the merry-go-round. And it was spinning fast. <laughs> and you took a little break. Tell me the backstory of, of what happened. Yeah, well, you know, I'm on episode, what are we on episode? Like in somewhere in the 230s at this point. And I put out a weekly episode every week, pretty diligently, pr- pretty, you know, dutifully. And, you know, I felt like this is, I needed time to step away. I needed time to take a break and really get the bird's eye view of where are we? Where are we going? And do I like that? And I think that's one of the things is you're right. We're on a merry-go-round and we're spinning so fast sometimes, but we don't take the time to stop to really take a look to see where we're going. And it was really powerful because I felt like when I did that, I was really able to say, you know what, these things we're doing right now. I'm not sure I really like that. Let's shake things up. Let's shift things around. Every year I go on at least two vacations where I'm unplugged, fully unplugged from my team, unplugged from social media, and I have an opportunity to step back. So This is the first time, though, I've done it in a podcast form. How long are those vacations? I'm curious, how long are those vacations? A minimum of a week, sometimes up to 10 to 14 days. Wow. And you come back recharged? I come back recharged. My team is recharged, honestly, because it's almost like I let them do their jobs without me hanging over them at all. I feel like I come back and I understand where the holes are in my system. So each time I do it, the systems get better. And I feel like when I do that, my team steps up. I'm curious, what does it feel like when you are about to go on that vacation? In other words, at the very wit's end. (laughs) Because to me, you know, and I've said this to my team sometimes. In fact, I even recommended to the team recently, let's just shut the podcast down for a month or something. Let's just really, because we're we're moving into a more of a coaching podcast. We're actually going to bring business owners on and they're going to talk about what's going on in their business. And I'm just going to start giving them advice. Because that really brings me, I, love that. I just absolutely love that. It, but you know what, what happens is before the vacation, you're doing a bunch of stuff you don't want to do. And then on the vacation, you realize, I don't want to be doing that stuff. Why I don't am even, I doing I don't this? even want to write this book that I'm writing. <laughs> I, I don't want to, you know, whatever. And you I come back and you say, on the podcast. it's yeah. hard to remember. Have you seen that? Um, it's hard to remember what your heart is sometimes because you're just answering phones and answering emails. And all we get so caught up in the busyness. Totally. You, you know, have you, did you ever watch Anthony Bourdain on CNN, like his travel show? Yes. The documentary about him. What was fascinating to me about that, he's an unbelievably wounded dude. And he was an artist more than anything else. And I took all that away from it going, okay, don't be that, don't be that, don't be that. The one thing that I took away from going, be that, is he was just committed to actually finding his authentic voice 
And he didn't really care if people were interested in watching it or not. Yeah, he didn't compromise. Yeah. He's got, yeah, he didn't compromise. And I wonder if you've had a similar journey where you were kind of just going, this isn't me. This isn't mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Is that because when, when I heard you took a month off, I went, okay, she came to a place where she said, that this isn't me. And I got to go, me. I got to yeah. figure out what gets me life. Can, can you walk us through like what this isn't me felt like, if that's true for you? Yeah, no. And I, I think that's the thing is, is if we're just going through the motions, we forget who we are. We forget why we started it in the first place. I didn't start the podcast because I wanted drudgery or because I wanted to feel like I, I was obligated. That word obligation is so heavy. I love how you called it a merry-go-round because it was around and around and around. And you think to yourself, I can't miss a day. I can't not do this because people expect it. People, you know, are looking forward to it. Uh, What's going to happen to my subscribers? We become afraid of this, you know, becoming the lightning rod and really standing for something a lot of times, which Anthony Bourdain, he stood for who he was, right? And and a lot of times we worry about that whole idea. We hear about the attract and repel, that we want to we want to really attract our soulmate clients or your ideal avatar, I call them soulmate clients, um, and repel the rest because that allows you to really do the things that light you up, that put you on fire. I think so often we start getting so focused on the overhead. How much is how much do I need to make each month to be able to make sure I'm coming out ahead? What's my profit look like? And we start doing things. We're compromising with ourselves a lot of times, which is e- which is easy to do when you've got payroll. Oh, it is. You have people who depend on you. I mean, uh, people depend on me to feed their kids. They depend on me to to pay their mortgages and and all those big adult things. And so it becomes scary to stop the merry-go-round, take a step off of it, and really look at it and say, "Is this what I want?" But for me, it was really looking at how I was feeling. And I think a lot of, of when we run our business, we lose sight of the fact that we need to tap into our intuition. How do I feel? What is my gut telling me? Because every time it was time to record an episode, I was like, oh gosh, I got to record an episode. And I used to think to myself, I get to record an episode. And suddenly it was, I have to record an episode. So it just was this kind of pit in my stomach of, I got to I gotta get this done, right? I got to check this off my list. And that's not how I want to show up. I have a feeling that no one wants to show up that way. So it was really for me recognizing that feeling. How do I feel every time I'm going to record an episode? Do I want to feel that way? Or do I want to stop this merry-go-round and decide to change the way I feel? Do I want to choose how I feel? Did you change anything? Did you change the podcast so that you would feel differently I did. about delivering it? Or did you just get a break and were able to come back? What did you change? Well, both, both things. Well, I felt like for me, what my podcast is all about is the intentional advantage. And I like to talk about who we are holistically. So who you are at work, who you are at home. And I think that it really is. I believe that when you're at home, having systems in place and really feeling productive at home, that allows you to have that strong foundation that then you can go to work and be a hundred percent at work. And when you're at work, you're focused on that. And then you go home, you go into that home compartment and you pour yourself fully 100% into your family, into your friends, into your kids. I found that I was just really leaning hard in that business area. And I needed to, to shift back to my roots of talking about business and talking about who we are outside of business. Because I think, you know, so often we, we tie ourselves to this label as business owner or entrepreneur or those types of things. And we're so many other things. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a friend, I'm an aunt, I'm a neighbor, I'm a community member. And I I didn't like that I was leaning so hard in that one compartment. So for me, it was really taking that back and then giving myself a little more flexibility. So I do my podcast in seasons. 
And I love, I still love doing that. I love having a season where we focus in on a topic and we dive deep into that. That helps me with my 3000 ideas of what we could talk about on the <laughs> podcast and the 75 variations of each one. So I, I wanted to keep that intact, but I wanted to let go of the constraints of each episode has to be 20 minutes long or 30 minutes long. And this is how we do things. I wanted to give myself time to just play and just allow certain episodes to be shorter and some episodes to be longer, and to let go of some of those tight constraints. I think constraints are really helpful in a lot of times, but I wanted to play with the podcast a little bit more. Like I wanted to get my feet into it and just try a few different things out. So we're we're bringing on, we're doing a, some coaching sessions, kind of like what you're doing. We're doing some sessions where we're just giving an activity or an exercise to do. That's a really quick 10-minute kind of power shot. We're doing some things where, I mean, it's just totally, you know, different each week. And that fits what I like. I feel so much happier with this. Uh-huh. And it's got to come out in the microphone. I mean, it, it comes out that you're you're loving this. You're not loving it. It comes out in the microphone and at home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Because it's just draining. If, you, if you're having to be somebody in, that you don't want to be for any period of time, it's draining. I, I want to go back, though, because there's it lo- sounded like there's some really good business advice for people listening. I want to go back to the fact that you said your soulmate, your soulmate listener. Your soulmate clients. Mm -hmm. I've never heard that term before. Can you explain to me what a soulmate client is and how you came up with yours? Yeah. So your soulmate client is really, it's, we talk about our soulmates in life, right? That we're looking for our soulmate and who, who we want to be with. And it's the same thing with your clients. It's really that client that is made for you and you are made for them and working with them lights your soul on fire. You're excited about working with them. It's one of those situations where you're like, I want more of those people, right? The soulmate client is the client who who loves you, who loves what you talk about, who's ready to pull out their wallet and pay for your services. Oh my gosh, what's that all about, right? That you don't have to sell to because they are showing up for you and I'm showing up for them. And what happens is we're so busy trying to sell to everybody. We feel like we should go wide and we should just sell to anyone and everyone who comes our way. And the biggest mistake is that we wear ourselves out. We we spread ourselves so thin and we end up standing for nothing. What we want to do is we want to stand for who we are. We want to be the lightning rod and a lightning rod attracts the lightning and it pulls away what it doesn't want, right? Hmm. And that's what we do when we're, we're attracting our soulmate client. We're speaking directly to that soulmate client. So when I'm coming up with podcast episodes, when I'm coming up with products for my product-based business, when I'm talking in interviews, when I'm doing anything on social media or communicating, I'm speaking directly to that person who is my soulmate client. Now, other people might get something out of it, and I think that's great, but that's what I'm speaking directly to this woman who I can, I can visualize, I can see her, I know where she shops, I know where she goes online, I know how old her kids are, I have her so mapped out, I know I can speak directly to her. I know she loves it when I make uh, Harry Potter references or Star Wars references because she likes to nerd out just like I do. <laughs> how, how did you discover that that's the person that you love? And then how do you remember who they are? You know, I'm picturing you with like a post-it note on your, uh, on your, your iMac that says, Nancy. Here she is. 46 years old. Yeah. Well, she's multitasking. Melanie is her name. (laughs) So her name is Melanie. And after she works with me, she's called mindful Melanie because she's shifted. So I have a, a current version of her and I have a future version of what she's like. And I actually have a picture of her. And I have around her, I have what her aspirations are, what her affiliations are, how she feels and the way that she thinks. 
And so when I can, like one thing that I know about her is she feels really overwhelmed by all the things she has to do every day. She's overwhelmed by her own to-do list. I know that she, she feels the pull of being a superwoman, that she feels like she's supposed to do it all and look like she has it all together, but secretly behind the scenes, she worries it's all falling apart or that someone's going to figure it out, right? She's got a touch of perfectionism in her where she's like, I got to do it a certain way or else it's not going to be right. So there's all these parts to Melanie that I can really lean into in my branding, in my messaging, in my images, in my conversations, in my episodes, so I can speak directly to her. My goal is that when these soulmate clients of mine are listening to the podcast or hear me anywhere, they go, that's me. She's speaking to me. And then what do they want? They want to come and and get more into my world. They want to read my books. They want to listen to my podcast. They want to, they want to follow me because they know I'm speaking directly to them. That's brilliant. Thank you. Well, and what helps honestly is having a true picture of her. Like when I was reading the audiobook for On Purpose, um, I read it. I actually did the, the recording here in my house, which was amazing because I wanted it to feel like this woman was in the room with me. I had a picture of her up. And so as I'm reading, I'm looking at this picture of this woman and I'm thinking about how is she going to respond to the words that I've written, how is she going to respond to, to what I'm saying to her in this audiobook? I, I thought about her when I was writing each page of the book and I would have conversations with my team after I, I'd write sections. I would say, what do you think Melanie would think of this? And they'll be like, oh, Melanie's going to really like this or, oh, Melanie's going to feel you pushing her on this, right? And so it allows me to really dive deeper. And that's, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to make an impact. I'm here to make a difference. And I can't do that if I don't dive deeper, but I can't dive deeper if I'm going shallow with everybody. I want to go deep. Do you ever, do you ever intentionally turn off the people who aren't multitasking melody? And and you know what I mean? Like I heard you say attract and repel. Repel is a strong word. Oh, it's a, it's a strong word for sure. (laughs) And it's frightening for people that are like, whoa, whoa, why would I want to repel? What we're doing is if we just look at this from a productivity standpoint, if you are spinning your wheels trying to attract people that aren't really your soulmate client, you're wearing yourself out. You're taking time away from the people who are your soulmate clients. And I think that's really a mindset shift. So yes, I will purposely put things out there. I will do, I'll do a post where I'll say things like boss mom, uh, girl boss, lady boss, and I cross it all out. And I'm like, what's wrong with just being the boss? Because my woman loves the idea of being the boss. And she doesn't need to soften it up by calling herself a girl boss or a girl anything because she's the woman and she's ready to step into leadership and she wants to do it confidently. And people will, I like the term girl boss. That's great. You can like it, but I'm still going to post about it. It really allows that, that woman who listens to me to say, I want more of that because she's speaking to me. This is all great. And, I, and, and I'm going to channel a friend of mine who I talked to yesterday, buddy of mine, his wife, she bakes unbelievably beautiful cakes. They're unbelievable. She's, you know, she went to culinary school, had a cake, had a bakery in Los Angeles, has moved to Nashville. This sounds like a good friend to have. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a great friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? And, uh, she actually brought us a cake yesterday and it was awesome. She's on Instagram at Eat Better Cakes. Her name is uh, Annie. And we were talking about her business. She's got to restart her business. I'm going to ask you to give Annie some advice. Okay. She bakes cakes. She bakes them out of her home kitchen. Uh, a, a good, beautiful birthday cake is going to be about 100 bucks. A multi-tiered cake is going to go up from there. She knows she could blow this up. She doesn't know if she wants to. And I thought that's, the, that's a fantastic question, Annie. Yeah. Because you, ha- you literally have to ask yourself, do you want this thing to get big or not? Because big means people. 
that work for you. Big means a commercial space with a bunch of ovens. Big means this. So, you know, the thing that I told her, you tell me, you give her some advice. I said, look, you charge 100 bucks for a birthday cake. It's a beautiful birthday cake. It's it's nicer than you're going to get at any bakery. Definitely. Charge 180. Just charge 180. Just nearly double the price of that cake and see what you can do with that instead of going and hiring a bunch of people and making a, a, a volume play. Because you'll lose the quality of life really fast. Right. You want to bake cakes, it sounds like. You don't want to run a business. There's a big difference. I think that's the that's the big mistake that a lot of people make. They think that they have to dream bigger. We're told dream bigger all the time. And there's nothing wrong with dreaming just the right size for us. Maybe you don't want a 50-person team. It's okay to not want to be Amazon. Hey, it's also okay to want to be Amazon. Anything is possible, right? And I think that's the thing. It's, it's really first checking in with you. What do I really want? Do I want a team of 50 people? Do I want to blow this up and make it this multi-million dollar business where I have team? I mean, we were talking about that earlier with team members relying on you and then you have overhead for every month. People look at that and they go, that's amazing. You have this giant team and it's like, yeah, but then you got to you got to make sure everybody's getting paid and you got to make sure that you're getting things in the in the door. Right. So it's OK to to want to stay small. But I absolutely agree. Charge charge uh, like a concierge type price. Like if your if your cakes are worth it, charge more, service fewer people. Really get into, especially if she's looking for that joy of the baking, of the experience of baking. And you can take more time if you're charging people $180. Your cakes are going to show it. Your clients are going to going to feel it that you're spending more time for them and you're going to have that joy if that's what you want. That's absolutely okay. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, "No, I want to I want to go big." That's a whole different business model. Neither one is right or wrong. It really gets down to this idea of what's right for you. You know, I think that's one of the big things with productivity that people feel like it fails them all the time because like I tried the system or I did this thing and it didn't work. It's because we put the system in the middle. We put the business plan in the middle. This is what everybody else is doing. And we think we're supposed to wrap our life around that. We're supposed to bend and twist ourselves. Let's put ourselves, our priorities, what we want front and center, and then wrap life around that. Let's create systems so that this is front and center, our priorities and what we really want out of life. And let's change everything so that it works for us instead of feeling like we're slogging through. I think the biggest mistake that we make is we think there's this someday, someday when I when I make seven figures, someday when I get the book deal, someday, then I'll be happy. Someday when I retire. And happiness is available to you right this very moment. Today, there is happiness hidden right there in front of you if we just choose to find it. We choose to see it. We slow down and we start running life on our own terms. And that's not being selfish at all. Cause that's the big thing that people will say, well, isn't that selfish? And it's no, why is giving the best version of you selfish? If anything, you being the best version of you allows you to give to everybody else. We can't shine our light on others if our battery needs recharging. And yet we feel like we have to shine our light all the time on everybody. Choose what you want and then prioritize that. And then live your life with that front and center, because that allows you to be the best version of you. And that's really ultimately the best gift you can give everyone, including yourself. Tanya, there's some freebies that people get if they pre-order your book. Where can they go to get that? Yes, I have a course I've designed exclusively as a pre-order. It's called The Extraordinary Life Blueprint. And you get access to that for free if you pre-order a copy of the book. Just go to tanyadalton.com slash ELB for Extraordinary Life Blueprints to get all the details. 
All right, T-A-N-Y-A-D-A-L-T-O-N.com slash E-L-B. Yes, that's right. Tanya, what a great conversation. Listen, if you're feeling like you've lost your best self and you're trying to wrap your life around some kind of business plan and wrapping the business plan around you, her book is called On Purpose. It's available on Amazon.com. You can pre-order it now. It's available in mid-October. Tanya, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. This is great. Tanya Dalton and I talked about a great deal that I hope inspires you. Uh, you know, we're not in business so that we can drudge through it and be miserable. We're in business so that we can solve people's problems, we can connect with people, and honestly, we can feel a great sense of worth as we create something that the market likes and the market needs. There was some actual great plan of action tips in the interview itself. And in this part of the episode, we actually give you some coaching tips, some strategic things that you can do to grow your business based on today's conversation. Today, I want to focus on one. It's probably the one thing that stuck out most to you as I talk to Tanya, and that is finding your soulmate client. You know, we've talked about creating customer personas here for a while, uh, but I love this idea of the soulmate client. Who is the client that you love dealing with the most? And if we can create a persona around that client and begin to talk to in our email marketing, talk to on our websites, talk to on our podcast, that soulmate client that we really love, everything starts to change. You know, that happened on this podcast, actually. You know, I, I spent uh, years, four to five years interviewing best-selling authors, and I absolutely love that. I also really get excited talking to business owners. To me, it's just like a puzzle, and they're trying to figure out the puzzle, and I'm coming in going, hey, you know, I did this puzzle, and if you actually, you get really messed up over here, but here's what we found and uh, that's worked, and then watching their eyes light up as they realize, oh, they could just do this, this, and that. I just get so excited about that. And so I actually went to my producer, Bobby, and said, what if we just started talking to more business leaders and business owners? I love having authors on, but what if every other episode, or, or we just talked to somebody who ran a business and I could give them real-time coaching. And everybody listening in on the podcast could also get that coaching and get some real practical advice. And I think what what Tanya Dalton would say is that I found my soulmate client, right? I found my soulmate client to talk to in my podcast. And I don't know, just it rejuvenated me. I wonder what that is for you, though. Who is your soulmate client? Who do you love serving? Who do you love delivering your product to? Who would you wake up every day and say, oh, I want to talk to them? If your business is feeling like a drudge right now, maybe it's because you're not interacting with enough of your soulmate clients. What a great plan of action. Figure out who your soulmate client is and figure out how to talk to them more. Listen, if you need help assessing what's wrong with your business, you can hire a Business Made Simple certified coach. Just go to hirecoach.com. Step one is create a life plan. Uh, and it's the Hero on a Mission life plan. Our Business Made Simple certified coaches can sit down with you and take you through a full day exercise, either in a workshop or in a one-on-one -on -one setting. You can even do a small group if they offer small groups over six weeks that uh, allow you to create your life plan. And when we're talking about the stuff we talked about today, whether or not the, this job is exciting, whether or not you feel stretched and challenged, whether or not you're passionate or adventurous uh, or feel like you're on an adventure, you're talking about your life. And if you haven't yet created a plan for your life, I highly recommend you doing so. The Hero on a Mission Life Plan is all about two things. One is the four characters we play in life, victim, villain, hero, guide, and which character you are surfacing the most because that's going to determine the quality of your life. And the second thing is about is about finding a life of rich meaning. 
deep in meaning, that you wake up every day and you're excited to put a little something on the plot, and you're willing to deal with the frustrations and the challenges and the hard work of bringing something beautiful into the world because it's returning so much meaning to you. A hero on a mission life plan can be created in uh, in a setting where you are just one-on-one with somebody who's helped a lot of other people create their life plans. That person is one of our coaches. And if you go to hirecoach.com, they can take you through that process as well as help you figure out anything else that's going wrong with your business and how you can fix it. Go to hirecoach.com and make a new friend today with one of our certified coaches. Listen, that's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where every week we help you discover a little something that's wrong with your business, but then we show you how to fix it. I'll see you next week.